Monday matinees begin right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Thank you. The books have arrived, Miss Minerva. Hmm? Three more volumes sent across the mountains. The shipment was nearly seized by the Scarachi, but oh, we duped those feral marauders with a few tree spells. Good work, Eris. Not my work, ma'am. It was the messenger. Give yourself a little credit, Eris. You found a courier who knows a little magic. That's almost as rare as a legislator refusing a bribe. More the books in question. But I didn't deliver the books. Those lawless ruffians are always getting lost in the woods. You don't always need magic to outwit them. The messenger asked for three more crowns. Oh? Tree spells are extra, despite the obvious need. And these are rough economic times. Just put the books over there, Eris. I worry, ma'am. How can we afford all this? Knowledge is more valuable than any demand from a brain bill collector. You can't ignore the ledger, ma'am. What? We acquired 50 books during the last cycle, and the clients, well, let's just say they've been lax on recent payments. That's my problem, Eris, not yours. It's mine too, ma'am. I have a family, and if the shillings run low before the setting of the fifth sun... You've always been paid, Eris. You always will be. I'll see to that. Are the birds ready? Yes, ma'am. Groomed and tamed. They'll dodge any stray arrow from the battlefields. Baruch will get your message before sunset. Since you're applying your fine eagle eye to the books that are less important, tell me, Eris, do the birds charge extra for spells? They're talking birds, ma'am, not mercenaries. Hello, little Minnie. Hello, Eris. You're naming them now? Well, we have to keep track of the little critter somehow, don't we? Little Minnie? I'm sorry, Miss Minerva. It was only a bit of fun. Naming the birds after me? Little Minnie is quite the mimic. Maybe we can have her squawk expert testimony. We can always use a little encouragement in this rough economy. Worry too much, Eris. The news from the eastern trading towns has been quite grim. The granary seized. Reports of blacksmiths and popkin vendors closing up shop. Local economies fluctuate, Eris. They are guided by ups and downs. It won't affect trade here in the capital city. But the Scarachi, ma'am, the war. Desperate half-wolves who will be chased back into the moors before the next lunar loop. It's a loophole, Eris. One modest curve will straighten from the geometry of turmoil. But the Scarachi have been scouted three leagues from the city. That doesn't concern us. So long as the books arrive and we have knowledge to impart. Law. That's the abiding principle. Run for the hills, Scarachi, Scarachi! Respectfully, ma'am, even taking into account your years of erudition and your ambitions to become the first prime judge just past molten many moons... Yes? Your thriving legal trade, your exquisite command of the statutes... Your dutiful employment... You can't spend a lifetime blinding your eyes to the truths of our universe... Books? Why, respectfully, ma'am, there are taverns to visit... Fights to wager on, fiddlers to cajole, me to slam back with the force of a thousand gods! Hangovers to nurse. I think you're overcounting our deities. There are only four elemental gods. But there have been reports of more. Maybe the gods can help us against the Scarachi. Eris, I know you're still sore about not being in the battlefield. For not being out there in some capacity. I... I did my best, ma'am. But the Scarachi must be stopped. There are other ways to stop them. You're still staunchly obsessed with brawn many moons after you failed the third trial. Well, I wouldn't say obsessed. Some people aren't meant to be knights. Might isn't the only way to beat the Scarachi. 
You know very well I wouldn't have just anyone in my employ. This is why we're collecting so many books. Knowledge and civilization are just as important as agility and physical prowess. Did you ever hear the fable of the knight who lost his head when he started using it? You're speaking of instinct. Yes, and that's the best way to stop the Scarachi. Must you read all the time? I watch you sometimes when I leave at night and I worry. What of your own pleasure? You can't just study the ancient texts and reconstruct some city from the bricks of its pages. Why not? Who says that's all I do? And why must one choose? Not that it's any of your business, Eris, but if you think I don't have fun outside of an oral argument before the High Chamber... Oral argument? Get your mind out of the gutter. Vulgarity is too easy, Eris, especially for someone of your promise. But I suppose that's what happens when you seek inspiration solely from warriors. We're at war, ma'am. A fat lot of good books are going to do when the goblins chase you down a mountain pass. Keep talking. How are you going to defend yourself? Just keep talking. Keep walking back. If you don't have a sharp blade, what are you going to do? Throw a book back? What? what? How did you- A custom variation on a home invasion trap found in volume four of the Thieves Guide to Winning Riches and Influencing People. It was a difficult text to acquire, as tight as the glorious knot you've just slipped into. Books can be weapons, Eris. Throw a book back, throw a book back. Throw Quiet, book back. little mini. What? How? An antiquarian friend on the edge of Apple owed me a favor. Let me go. There. That wasn't so bad, was it? Here's a spot of port to restore your meat. Thank you, ma'am. You... you learned that from books? And you can, too. In many ways, a book is more valuable than a sword. You asked why anyone would bother with books during a war. Well, we can't just make warriors. We have a world of law and order to build. Right. Your doctrine of moral principles. Everyone deserves a fair trial. What makes you think the High Chamber will listen to your proposals? I managed to talk my way into a solicitor slot before the Magisters, right? True. Not many can without the royal papers. That was nothing. A common act of cunning. Think bigger, Eris. Imagine the society we might create if all people, even the outcasts and the lowliest Scarachi, received a fair trial. <laughs> a Scarachi before the court? <laughs> Why can't we expand the tribunal system? The tribunal is a sacred procedure with very strict guidelines, an order carefully called from the gods. So they say. <laughs> you might want to reread the ancient histories. <laughs> A Scarachi before the court. What next? Malisanders? The dead? The thunder salmon that spawn near the eastern ocean? For all your talk of fights and fiddlers, you're not much of an improviser, are you? Let me go! Let me go! Perhaps Little Minnie should be renamed Little Airy. <sighs> the sun is setting, Miss Minerva. And Little Minnie and the talking birds must fly. Baruch must get her message, and we have a library of knowledge to build. Have the birds received their geo-hypnotic suggestions? Yes, ma'am. Then release the talking Rack. bird! What a good books are going to do you! <laughs> See you tomorrow, ma'am? Not just yet. You challenged me, and I feel that I must rebut your bold claims. The night is young, Eris. I'm going to show you that there's a fine line between life and learning. Come. Let's have ourselves a good time. Keep it up, Watson. Ride that gigarat with all your might. Easy for you to say. Okay, hold on, what's wrong? Fine work, Watson. Four more port to 
down his gullet. What's the time? 35 clicks. 35 clicks? Seven shy of the Gigarat riding record. And who set that for the books, Boleyn? You did, Henrietta. Lady Henrietta. What? Queen of the night. Oh, stop it, Boleyn. No need for honorifics. Yeah. All right, who's next? Watson. Do you think you can do it again? Lady Henrietta, the Gigarat's getting hungry. Yeah. I should try again, my lady. But I require rest. Rest? My brothers and sisters, what do you say to such tomfoolery? No rest for the order! Lady, two visitors approach. Minerva! What keeps you from your books? The thrill of a casual peregrination, the occasional need for fresh air, the promise of an unanticipated lesson. And Eris. Eris. Itty bitty Eris. Oh, poor little Eris. Three times he failed the great trial. He dares show his face here? Does he wish to fall on his dainty arse a fourth time? <laughs> I think I'd better go home. No, Eris, you must stay. It builds character. Watson, your conduct is unbecoming. Oh, come on. I was just shooting the breeze. The order code dictates that all must be treated with respect to balance out the casual rudeness afflicting our great realm. We must not... Act like yes, Scaracci. It's I good agree. to see the Order fervently committed to upholding common sense. My good lady, no if a knight cannot jest under the influence of port, what kind of man can he be? Watson, knights are not mere men. They are something more. You know that our code has been handed down from the four elemental gods. It is a cannon built on respect. And this isn't the first time you've transgressed. This latest sully suggests that it won't be your last. My lady, the Gigarat. Undoubtedly all the exertion. Feed the rat more cheese balls. I'm afraid we've run out. Lady Henrietta, this was just a misunderstanding. We can let this go. I'm sure Watson didn't mean anything by it. On the contrary, foppish patroon. You dare dishonor the order of knights with your presence? Christ, you have proven to us that you are not a man. I dare say you wouldn't last ten clecks atop the gigarat, even if you were strapped to its back like a small child clutching a pony. I serve the good Miss Minerva. It is an honorable vocation. Playing with birds? Funneling her books? Dusting her study? Kissing her backside with uncompromising supplications and sweet nothings? (laughs) That's the work of a bashful apprentice or a scullery maid, not a real man. No, ma'am, the gigarat. It can wait. Watson, that's enough. Eris is a man in good standing, worthy to witness any trial and tribulation of the Order of Knights. We shall the order. Watson. You have committed a most serious breach of knightly etiquette. Oh. You've upset the balance of honor. I order you banished from the order. Unless, of course, we can beat the Gigarat record. Lady, the Gigarat is escaping. This is outrageous. I have survived more battles in one second than this puny muskrat could endure in a lifetime. And now a bigger rat, please. Boleyn, send knights to wrangle the bigger rat. Yes, my lady. On my No, Watson, not you. What? Lady Henrietta, this is a trivial dispute. I'll recapture the gigarat. Let me win back my honor by leading the wrangle. I'm afraid my decision is final, Watson. Please hand over your sword. Just a click, Lady Henrietta. I have studied both knightly code and high chamber edicts, 
Can a knight be expelled for unbecoming conduct without a fair trial? Respectfully, Miss Minerva, the Order is an independent entity, well outside the High Chamber's jurisdiction. We answer only to the gods. Oh, I realize that. But doesn't the High Chamber also answer to the gods? Miss Minerva, I have always admired your smarts, your acumen with texts. And your legal interpretation has always been worthy of the highest courts. I believe his I salute you for your boldness and incomparable will, but there is no law that can bind the order other than our own code. On the contrary, I think there is. Watson has been dishonored. Aye. And Watson deserves a fair trial. I offer my professional services. Hold on a clack. I'll represent Watson gratis. He won't have to pay so much as a crown. I wish to challenge your edict in a venue before the High Chamber. Miss Minerva, you are most gallant for interceding. But with all due respect... With all due respect, I have been endowed with the rights and privileges of a solicitor by the magistrate. Did you hear that? Watson. Will you permit me to represent you? Ah. Miss Minerva, if I had not known you for more than a hundred cycles, I would call this reckless insolence. I assure you, my good lady, that it is not. It is merely a test of the law. Your authority and that of the order is respected. Watson's fate will be decided on by the High Chamber. See you after the fourth sunrise. If you require the High Chamber to appoint you a solicitor... No, it shall not come to that. This is a frivolous affair, one that will be swiftly settled. I hope you don't mean... Mr. Eris, we do not go into physical battle with any pitiful creature who lacks the grace of a swordsman. No offense. I see your point. You'll never see my point. So long as you stumble around like a shambling malisander who can't see the ocean before the beach, my sword will remain sheathed, not breaching so much as your air. I mean no dishonor, sir, but do you catch my breeze? Your point and your breeze are pellucid. Maybe we can settle this another way. Another trial? Four times a charm? Hmm. No. I think we're done here. Very well, Lady Henrietta. Come, Eris. Fine line between life and learning. How could you defend such a blackguard? I was humiliated. Watson stained my honor before the knights. Why did you have to get involved? Never offer an argument when you don't have the evidence to back it up. My dear Eris, your reputation has not been sullied. I made the decision. Everyone is entitled to a fair trial. But what of my honor? The dispute is between Watson and Lady Henrietta. That didn't stop Henrietta from sticking her blade into me. She did no such thing. Although, she was a bit blunt about her point. Not breaching so much as your air. She was merely upholding the order. We all have our calling. Besides, this represents an opportunity. An opportunity. You embarrassed me with the trap. Now you shame me by representing this treacherous villain. I've had enough. Please accept my resignation. Eris, don't be so impetuous. Impetuous isn't the half of it. I understand why you're upset. Let me double your wages. <laughs> you think you can bribe me back? If you wish to see it as bribery, that is your interpretation. But it remains my greatest hope that you will remain in my employment. It's more than that, Miss Minerva. I've seen the ledgers. Forget the ledgers. The library will come together somewhat slower, but the sacrifice will be worth it. Must I keep reminding you? None of those knights could ever do what you do, and I could never find an aide-de-camp as magnanimous as you. You'd abandon the library for me? If that's what it takes... But you can't do that, Miss Minerva. What of the rights and laws to establish after the war? Now you begin to understand, Eris. I must confess that I took a small risk in agreeing to represent Watson. That's putting it mildly. Okay, 
A big one. I was looking for an opportunity to present itself for something I've been ruminating upon for quite some time. You mean the strange book? Yes. I just didn't expect the moment to arrive so fast. I could really use your help here. Why? Because you're the only one who can help me send a message. To Baruch? But you just sent her a message, although the birds have probably flapped back her reply by now. Not Baruch. Someone even more hermetic. Someone who will show that the law is quite applicable beyond the High Chamber's dreams. Someone a little dangerous. The talking birds are ready. Good. Are you sure that Baruch is right? She's a religious scholar, Eris. She knows the elemental gods. Forget earth, wind, and water. Fire is our best bet. She's the only god who's been seen. I don't like this. Baruch says that if we release three talking birds, one at the beginning, the middle, and the end of a cycle, fire might consider an audience. What if fire burns up the study? And an elemental god to support a legal matter? Isn't that over the top? Well, I happen to know something that Baruch didn't. I have good reason to believe that fire doesn't come from our universe. But people have seen her handiwork. Whole valleys burned to a crisp, homes of many cycles destroyed. Fire isn't the destructive being everyone thinks she is. And we can probably appeal to her intellect. Intellect? Fire is widely feared. Assuming that Baruch is right, we don't have enough time to summon her before the fourth sun. The argument's set for next sunrise. Do you really need her? Fire! You didn't have to go to all this trouble. Sister to earth, wind, and water. I have many names and many handles. 7,000 followers on my Instagram account. What is Instagram? Right, God of Fire! We are honored by your presence and hope that you may assist us. You see, the order... The order? You want me to order a pizza? What is pizza? Uh, it's an elemental thing. We call it blood pie. If you make it with extra sauce, you should probably keep those books away from me. Sorry! Paper excites me. The scriptures say... You shouldn't believe everything you read, but I'm glad someone's writing about me. The scriptures interpret you as the freest of the four elemental gods, fairest in punishment, and most judicious in matters of interpretive rights. Little old me? Bam! The last two volumes of the Thieves Guide! Got it. Sorry about that. What are you doing during the setting of the fourth sun? Is that your way of asking me out on a date? What's a... God talk. Well, I was planning on burning more of Gravarian Pass. Maybe helping a few of those barbarians in need of a dentist to make a spark from two stones. But otherwise, I'm free. You got anything better than casual incineration? Fire, let me cut to the point. I know you're not a god. Whoopsie daisy. You don't speak like someone of this world. Hey, I'm a god. Deal with it. Now, great fire. My lady didn't mean it. Of course I did. Several scholars have reported great holes of white shimmering light appearing in the forest. Uh, only you can prevent forest fires. It is believed that these holes open to other worlds. Do you remember a strange realm called... Seattle? Seattle? Never been there, man. A place of paddles, whips, riding crops, and, if my reading is correct, funny-looking feathery implements. Ma'am, what are you talking about? Yes, what are you talking about? Great fire. Or should I say... Johnny Thompson? That was the name scrawled in the book. Oh, Johnny, an old buddy of mine from the fire circle. Yeah, that guy was trying to get me into some weird stuff. What do you know of the text, Fifty Shades of Grey? You actually read that misogynistic crap? Wait a minute. 
You can read English. It took some months to decode, but I was able to figure it out. The book was found outside the Castle of Houth. The first place where people reported seeing you. The only part of the castle that hadn't been burned to a crisp was this book with an unusual cover. No one in the city could understand it. So it was given to me. And being of scholarly mind... All right, it's true. I came here from Astoria. Astoria? A place of pools and beer gardens and big box retailers. Anyway, some of the dancers and I were trying out some sparkle poi moves upstate. And then this portal opened up. And I was the only one who made it in. One of the holes in the forest. What was this portal? I don't really know, man. Suddenly, I was walking through the largest desert I have ever seen. I kept looking around for Burning Man, but... Burning Man? Can you let me finish the story? Yes. What can we call you? The name's Brianna, but you can call me Zane Malik's love slave if you like. Zane Malik. Is he a god? Let's stick with fire. What happened in the desert? Well, I was walking around and I heard this weird typing sound. And then there was another portal. Then there was this gang of really ugly dudes who started to chase me. These weren't the usual cat calls. And since I left my portable taser in my apartment, there was only one thing to do. Run. I jumped through the light and ended up here. Closed my eyes and what do you know? I could set things on fire. It's almost like the portal knew I was into fire dancing. What of the other three elemental gods? If they exist, they're not inviting me to any picnics. Picnics. Yeah, if you got a basket and some grub, I can show you. Fire, we need you to do us a favor. You won't tell anyone about all this, right? I mean, I really like being a god. You're always in demand. And I don't want to disappoint the fans. We won't mention this to another soul. Another soul! Another soul! I'll tame the birds. We don't want them to talk. In fact, if you do this, you'll probably be more feared than ever before. Cool! Where do I sign up? Still shining like the moon over there. Still no sight of the Gigarats? The knights have been on the chase for three sundowns. The Gigarata leads us, Lady Henrietta. How many knights did you send? Five, my lady. Five? That defies the balance. With Watson, we had six. Five. It is the pox upon the balance. The five knights or Watson? Both. My lady, I don't wish to be impertinent, but are you sure you won't enlist a solicitor? Lady Henrietta, how fare you this cycle? Quite well. We shall emerge triumphant. I could have caught the Gigarat. You're sure I can't persuade you two to settle? Absolutely not. This is a matter of honor, not law. And the game's not over yet. chamber opens this session with a dispute between Watson and the Order of Knights. Are all parties present? Yes, Your Honor. Yes, Your Honor. Yes, Your Honor. Oh, good, good. Now, Miss Minerva, I understand you represent Watson. The Order of Knights is without counsel. Lady Henrietta, do you still refuse a solicitor? Yes, Your Honor. Hmm. Very well. Now, I am familiar with the facts of this case, and I must state at the outset that I see no reason why the High Chamber shall infringe upon the rights of the Order to select and reject knights as it deems fit. 
Uh, the order is an organization reliant upon balance. And, well, given the current war against the Scaracci, if we impede its efforts, it could... Your Honor, if I may, I would like to call into question the Order's authority. On what grounds? I am Fire, the Great and Powerful. The defense enters fire, Elemental God, as a witness. A god? As a witness? You're not going to 86 a deity from the witness stand. Miss Fire, I must ask you to refrain from spontaneously incinerating random objects in our courtroom. That's the great god of Fire Magister. Remember that. This is unorthodox, Miss Minerva. But well within the bounds of tribunal procedure. A loophole, if you will. I smell a rat. The Giga Rat. It's found its way into the court. Look out, Lady Henrietta! I've got it! Be careful, Watson! Bone, call the knights! We must capture the Giga Rat! Relax! I got this! <gasps> a firewall! You should see what I can do at a cocktail party! The Giga Rat! It's afraid! Order! Order in the tribunal! Working on it. The Gigaret's going to get hurt. Scampering into the flames. Fire, turn off the firewall. I'm trying. Come here, you big garbage. The beast was just hungry. It's a good thing I had some cheese balls on me. My lady, are you harmed? Hardly. You have made a mockery of this courtroom. I declare this a mistrial. And, great god of... I order you to shut down your firewall. Okay. But I am a god. Post that to your Facebook wall. Facebook wall? Thank you, great god of fire. Hey, just between you and me, this firewall trick's a bit new. They're watching you. Maybe the big exit... Oh, uh... Respect fire! Fire needs more food! Sandwich make me strong! More wine! More people playing the banjo! What's a banjo? You'll figure it out. You've wasted enough of my time, but now I got a bolt. Stay classy, High Chamber. So long and thanks for all the fish. This, um, this fire has a... Strange way. The scholars agree that she's the strangest of the four. Your Honor, I would like to retract my claim. Watson has proven brave and honorable and did so without drawing a sword. He is reinstated in the order. And Eris, if you would like a fourth trial... Oh no, Lady Henrietta. I think I'll remain with Minerva. I know my role here in the capital city. Very well. Minerva, this is not quite the precedent I expected. Hey. Nobody said loopholes were confined to the legal process. Now let's go build a library. We shall the order You've been listening to Loopholes, episode four of The Gray Area. It was written and directed by Edward Champion. Rory Nogi appeared as Minerva. Gerard Lobo appeared as Eris. Monica Ammerman appeared as Queen Henrietta. Samantha Cooper appeared as Fire. 
Christopher Akpobieri appeared as Watson. Rachel Baird appeared as Boleyne. Sarah Golding Baird appeared, as, appeared the as the Talking Birds. And Michael Charles Foote, Jim Campbell, Matt Leong, Pete Lutz, Tanya Malajevic, John Xavier Miller III, Julia Morozawa, Hans Detlef Sirk, Fiona Thrale, Richard H. Thorndike, Jack Ward, and Tao Yang all appeared as the Knights. Special thanks to Sasha Arnold, Austin Beach, Matthew Boudreau, Jason Bogue, Christopher Bird, Jenilise Feldman, Claudia Berenice Garza, Pam Getchell, Jen Halpert, Gabriela Jimenez, Argeria Cahagias, John Osborne, Tom Parsons, Rita Patel, Michael Saldati, Mark Anthony Stein, Marjorie Stein, That Podcast Girl, Georgia Thompson, Neil Varma, Joanna Van Thun, and many others I may have inadvertently forgotten for their invaluable help feedback, kindness, inspiration, and support during the production of this massive episode, which nearly killed me, but we got here to the end. Uh, I'm especially indebted to Robert Cudmore, Matthew McLean, and Steve Schneider. Their collective insight, their inspiration, their unfathomable generosity and encouragement were vital during the development of this highly ambitious story. And speaking of Robert and Matthew, I'd like to go ahead and point to their fine audio drama, A Scottish Podcast, which recently closed on this epic finale with this completely crazy monologue from the incomparable David Alt, so do check that out. Also, Tom Parsons, who is a friend of this program, is about to launch a new audio drama called Organism. He just released a trailer, so do check that out. Uh, we also feel obliged to point you to the audio drama Lost in Williamsburg, run by Philip Merritt. Much of the overlapping dialogue that we've been increasingly using in this program was inspired in part by Philip, who amazingly hasn't seen as many Robert Altman movies as I have. Um, Altman, of course, is also a big influence. But links to all these programs are in the show notes, so do check it out. And we also recently launched Inside the Gray Area. It's a behind-the-scenes podcast that's available for Patreon subscribers who contribute at the $5 a month level. We have two episodes up. There is a uh, episode about the origins of how the gray area came into being. There's a big, long 30-minute episode about the making of Hello. So if you become a Patreon member, you can enjoy access to this along with our annotated scripts, which contain many key clues and references that will help you unravel the larger story, which is unfolding. If you like what you've heard, please consider leaving us an iTunes review or, again, supporting our program through Patreon. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, Instagram, SoundCloud. My goodness, where are we not on? The catch-all handle for all of this is GrayAreaPod, G-R-A-Y-A-R-E-A-P-O-D. You can also go to our website at GrayAreaPod.com to subscribe to this feed, leave a comment, or say hello. We're friendly. We'll be back in a few weeks with a new episode called The Waiting Room. And if you're wondering what happened to Virginia Gaskell, well, you're going to find out. So stay tuned. Thanks again for listening. And wherever you are in the universe, be good to yourself and have a happy 4th of July. I hope you are enjoying this weekend. Take care. Ta-ta. We have chicken fajitas. We have real chicken fajitas. Hello? Chauncey Haworth. 
Mark Slade, and Lothar Tuppen. The demented minds behind the Twisted Pulp Radio Hour bring you... Twisted Pulp Magazine. A journey beyond surreality to worlds you never knew or hoped existed. Worlds of the supernatural. Worlds of dark satire. Worlds of nightmarish futures. Twisted Pulp Magazine. If you thought the 21st century was weird enough already, think again. Twisted Pulp Magazine. A step beyond your grandfather's pulp. Available at digitalvaudeville.com. That's D I G I T A L V A U D E V I L L E dot com. Mm-hmm.